Uh, what is going on? Back for another episode of the SQ Sports NBA Podcast. Here with Q, as always. What's going on? What's going on, man? Not much. Um, not much. We are back after Thanksgiving holiday. Haven't recorded a podcast in about two weeks. So we have a fair amount to talk about. Um, a lot of news around the Philadelphia 76ers. Your team seems like they've been at the forefront of a lot of conversations so far in the early NBA season. Uh, first, we'll start out with Markel Fultz's situation. Looked like it was maybe going up a couple weeks ago, but it has come to a crashing halt. Fultz uh, is currently not playing. He's, he, has he seen a shoulder specialist or he's going to see one? Um, what, um, he's, what, seen, yeah. like, he's seen multiple, and apparently yeah. he's going to see more. So Okay, so whatever that means. Um, we both are on the same page that it's more of a mental – Thing. And uh, I think him seeing his shoulder specialist doesn't really make any sense because I don't I don't think that would help him at all. Um, but yeah, what's your whole take on the situation? Yeah, it's I, I mean a lot of people are saying that um, he might have played his last game with the Sixers, which I think is I don't, I'm honestly I'm not really even sure at this point um, because like he probably is better than TJ McConnell in terms of playing like he has a role on the team but one if Simmons goes out you can't play Fultz late in the game because that's just a disaster in terms of like hacking him that that would just that yeah. would be, that's like worst case scenario and yeah two, um there's a lot of I don't think it's more him I think it's more like his camp is like at odds with the Sixers because I think he's cool with pretty much like everyone seems cool with him uh-huh. Um, it's just like I know his attorney it wasn't his attorney they said his attorney but his attorney is his agent uh, is the one that wanted to go see an, uh, a specialist yeah okay. I don't th- I don't think I don't think he's been I think there was an injury at one point like last summer but I don't think he's been injured since like January okay you um, brought up you brought up McConnell uh, I, Woj was on the Ryan Musillo podcast yesterday and he said like yesterday at the time McConnell's trade value is higher than Fultz's is at this time. Uh, what do you make of that? Because that, that shocked me. I mean, I, I'm not trying to get him out of context. He went on to say, like, in two weeks from now, Fultz, Fultz's value could be double McConnell's. But with all the uncertainty around Markel, that McConnell currently has a higher trade value. Yeah, I believe it. I saw, I saw him say that they could get a first. I was like, I, I yeah, mean, maybe yeah, it's like yeah, a fake yeah, first, yeah, first that, that becomes yeah. like two seconds or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, like I love TJ McConnell, obviously, but he's an undersized point guard who can't really shoot that well. Who's an unexpiring? I don't know who would give up a first round pick. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I kind of believe it. Like I've seen a lot of people say they have it's like such a wide range of value for Fultz right now. Like some people say somebody would give up like a mid first, mid to late first, and then some people say a second. Maybe some people have said the Sixers might need to attach something, which at that point you might as well just keep him. Yeah, um, yeah, and just look for a trade in the offseason. Like, there's no rush. Obviously, the, a lot. Of, I know the trade um, on December fifteenth, the Ariza for Fultz trade has been discussed a lot, and I mean that kind of makes sense. But at a certain, I mean, maybe they want to see if he can still be anything because uh, it's really complicated. Because obviously, getting off his contract would free up like ten million dollars, uh, which will be pretty valuable this summer. Because obviously, they want to either fill out the bench because their bench is pretty weak right now, or they want to chase like a Tobias Harris or Middleton or maybe even Kemba. <clears throat> um, see, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, I, I, I really have no clue what his trade value is, but I believe that TJ's right now is probably higher because he's just serviceable and he can play late in games. because He's really good at free throws. I'm, I'm definitely with you. Um, 
saying to I would if I were the Sixers, I'd wait and see this one out. I mean, he, he was the 2017 first round pick, and it's not like an Anthony Bennett situation where you know he just sucks. Um, yeah, he can play. He can definitely play. Yeah, so I would definitely wait it out until at least the off season, and then if he still has issues and you want to uh, move him to create that open cap space, go for it. But um, I'm in the camp that says unless you're because I don't I just don't think the value is there. Unless you're really getting something good, um, I'm not moving on from just quite yet. So. Yeah, basically what I've seen, I've seen the Ariza trade a lot. I've seen um, Terrence Ross in a second a lot because Terrence Ross is expiring. I've seen – one I saw was uh, Nilakina for Fultz straight up, which is kind of interesting. But Nilakina is playing awful. So Yeah. I don't know. Well, the, Suns, the Suns have been rumored to uh, Nilakina now too. Yeah, I saw that today. It would be interesting as the because our backcourt situation is pretty pretty scrubby right now. Next to Devin Booker, um, but before we get off the Sixers, Jimmy Butler, the new guy. I don't know if we've talked about either of his game winners. I know the one against Brooklyn we haven't, but no, we when that, the last podcast was the day after his first game, so no. Okay, so Jimmy Butler has overall. I mean, he's looked good and he's hit those two big shots. That's definitely captivated the Sixers fan base. What are, what are your early uh, thoughts on him in Philadelphia? Um, I'm surprised he's fitting in as well as he has offensively. Um, because obviously he's not like a knockdown shooter. Obviously he's, a, he's, obviously he's been really – I mean, he shot 54% on three so far with the Sixers, which obviously isn't going to – he's not going to maintain that. Um, but he's like really good even like when a shot isn't falling because he just – he's really – he makes a lot of smart plays – and he knows how to just play within an offense, which I think comes from because his first few years in the Bulls, he was kind of just like a role player. So he understands like how to just let people do what they want, and then if he needs to take over, take over. Obviously, he's been ridiculous in the fourth quarter with those two game winners, um, especially against the Nets. He was seven of seven in the fourth. He had uh, he was just he was unbelievable in the fourth. Um, and then against the Hornets with that block on Kemba, and then the game winner. Yeah, he's been really really good. The lineup with Simmons. Uh, Simmons, Reddick, Butler, Chandler, and Beat has been really good. The bench right now is a little weak because obviously, I mean, they lost Covington and Sarge. So now yeah. Chandler and Muscala have had to play a lot at the four. And um, I mean, they've needed Shaman to step up, which Shaman has been really good. So, I mean, that's good. But, um, but Butler's been good. I wish he would guard like guards more because they kind of changed their defenses here. Last year, they, were the, they would attack the pick and roll a lot on defense, especially in Bede. But this year they're dropping back a little bit more and they're kind of just letting teams take that little like mid-ranger from the free throw line because yeah. all of our – because without – especially without Fultz because Fultz actually does a pretty good job of staying in front of people. But with TJ or JJ Redick or Shamit, like none of them are really – Shamit's okay at it, but none of them can really stay in front of guards. And like D'Angelo Russell at 38, Dinwiddie at 31, Rodney Hood at 25, um, Etwan Moore at 31. Like it, all the guards are killing us. Um, so I think I would hope they went back to their, they would go back to their old system or just put Butler on ones and then have Redick on whoever the worst offensive, worst offensive player is. Yeah. Redick is definitely a liability. Yeah. Because Butler's like, in terms of like Butler replacing Covington, Covington's a better team defender, I think, because he's so like, he's so length, uh, he's so lengthy. So mm-hmm. he just like, he's ridiculous, like just disrupting passing lanes and switching on. Yeah. But when he's like yeah. one-on-one, he's a little slow. That's what happened in the Celtics series when he got killed by Tatum like over and over in Rogier, And that's why everybody was really low on Covington. Um, so that's why uh, – and Butler is more of just like a one-on-one to lock you down. He could still play 
in the pat like obviously he's still a good team defender but he i think he's better in terms of one-on-ones um so i hope they figure that out because they've been putting just everything's kind of out of whack right now on defense which is i mean i'm not like worried about it but um i just hope they figure it out because that's where Fultz were kind of missing Fultz a lot because he was just he was really he's so like even though he's not um like defensively he obviously has a lot to learn in terms of like defensive iq but just in terms of staying in front of people, he's he's gotten a lot better. Like in that Kemba sixty point game, he had like the few possessions that he played on Kemba, he's actually playing pretty well. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I think it's it's so far best case scenario um, for what was going to happen in the early stages of Butler in Philadelphia. Because I mean, you've been you've been winning games, and he's like you said, he's fit in great. Obviously, there are going to be some hiccups when you bring in a guy like that and lose two rotational players like Sarich and Covington. Um, yeah, I think – I think I know Chandler hasn't really lit up the box score. I feel like he's definitely a big help. Oh, oh, he's playing it. well. He's definitely is playing well. He makes a lot of smart – he makes a lot of smart entry passes to Simmons, which I wish Covington would have done because Simmons this year has been, like, posting up under the basket a lot. Yeah. And that's, like, kind of an automatic bucket for him because usually they put a guard on him because there's, all, yeah. there's always another forward on the floor. So he always has an advantage down low. He's just been putting it up. And Covington – as much as I love him, always made some pretty bad passes um, in those scenarios. And then, be, like, there's just been a lot more movement without the ball. And I, I, I'm glad to see it because I thought there was going to be a bigger adjustment period with Butler in the lineup. Yeah, so definitely Philadelphia is definitely looking like a winner right now. Um, let's move on to a game that we just saw last night between two teams that may meet up again come June, uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. Kevin Durant absolutely went off for 51 points. Um, the Raptors had a lead early, and they sustained it throughout, except the Warriors had a late run in the fourth quarter. Kevin Durant had a crazy corner three to tie it up late in the game, and it eventually went into overtime. The Raptors did end up winning. I took the Warriors' money line. It was like 330, which was ridiculous, plus 330. And so uh, they almost won, and that would have been hype for me, but they didn't. Um, it's just a testament to this to this Raptors team. I mean, who would have thought nineteen and four? I know they've always been great in the regular season, um, but and what do you do? You have any thoughts on uh, this game? I mean, either of these teams, Warriors, have been playing without Draymond and Steph for the, for about a week or so. Um, so, what do you got? Um, the Raptors are really good, and it kind of yeah. makes me sad because I guess Sixers could have had Kawhi. But I guess not. Uh, that, that's the different situation. But the Raptors look really good. Um, Siakam had a really good game. He had like I think he had twenty six. He had twenty six points. Um, he was hitting his threes. But the fact that the Warriors nearly won without Curry and Draymond is pretty discouraging for everyone else because um, obviously Kevin Durant's not going to score fifty one every night. But I mean, he it was just unbelievable the way he was playing. And Kawhi is. He's still an amazing defender, but I think he's lost like half a step. Um, because yeah, I mean, he might just be getting back to speed because they still. I've, I think he's only he's only played like seventeen out of their seventeen of their twenty three games. Yeah, they've they've um, been sitting him out back to backs. Yeah, so maybe maybe they're just resting for the playoffs because obviously in the playoffs, not obviously not last year, but the year before that, he was insane um, against the Grizzlies and against the Rockets, and that first well, half against the Warriors when he got hurt. What what I um, think I, what I think Toronto's trying to do is. Um, because like a lot of teams, they I mean they saw with Paul George stayed uh, in OKC, but a lot of teams that get a guy just on one year, you know, they just kind of run him into the ground. But Toronto by 
setting this precedent like hey you're not playing back-to-backs we're gonna ease you into this like we won't have you play that many minutes like when when we don't need you to it's kind of almost like they're preparing um to have him for the future and like saving him and keeping him fresh and avoiding injuries which is an interesting tactic to to try to woo him to stay in toronto that's kind of my take on that honestly i think i like if i had to put money on it right now i'd probably say he stays yeah um, I know. I mean, I, I like, yeah. It's a big yeah. win for Toronto because they didn't really give up. I mean, if you look at it, they didn't really give up that much because Kawhi is an obvious upgrade over DeRozan. And Danny Green's been playing insane this year. He's shooting 43% for three. Um, yeah, I'm still shocked they got Danny Green back in that trade. Thing. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of, it kind of seemed like Danny Green was falling off. I guess he was hurt a lot. Um, in his last few years with Spurs, and it's just the Spurs could have really used Danny Green because they don't really have much shooting. Um, and they would they give a Pirtle to Rosen in the first. The first is going to yeah. be like the 29th pick. Yeah, basically. Probably, so. Honestly, probably the 30th pick at this point because the Warriors are probably going to coast a little bit, and the Raptors have a big lead on the Celtics and the Sixers. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, they they're just so like obviously the depth last year was crazy, but now they have Green. Um, Dan Fleet isn't playing as well this year, but it doesn't matter. Like Lowry's having a great season. Lowry's passing the ball. I didn't like his passing's always been kind of underrated. This year he's averaging ten assists. Um, yeah, I think they got. I figure. I thought. I thought they were gonna have more chemistry issues to start, just because Kawhi hadn't played in a long time and it was like some new pieces. But it really, since day one, they've been fine. Yeah, um, testament to that. I mean, they got the best record in the league, nineteen and four. Um, like you said about. Um, Kyle Lowry, this offense has turned away from one-on-one isolation basketball. They're really moving it as a team. And, like, guys, like you said, Siaka, Fred Van Fleet, um, these role players, Ananobi getting involved, knocking down their shots goes a long way. And when you have a team that goes 10 or 11 deep, back-to-back don't phase you as much because these guys playing, like, 20, 25 minutes a night, like five of them are. So um, they're not getting as, as beat up. Um, so we're going to do a little premature award talk after a quarter of the season, um, MVP race right now, uh, you picked Giannis to win the MVP at the beginning of the season, still a strong candidate. Um, he's 20, averaging 27, 13 and six, 57% from the field. Um, he still has not developed a three-point jump shot, but he uh, can get to the rim better than anyone else in the league. Are you still sticking by that? Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think he's a front runner right now. Um, even with, I mean, his threes regressed quite a bit. Yeah, eleven. Uh, last year he's at thirty-one percent. The year before, twenty-seven percent. This year he's at eleven percent on a few more. I guess like a couple of times more a game, or not less than one a game, but just a lot more attempts. Um, but it doesn't even matter his shooting because he's just he's the assists have really jumped out because um Jason Kidd wanted him to be a point guard more but then when they fired Jason Kidd he was they kind of just ran Bledsoe like 100% of the point guard and now I think they've embraced Giannis as a facilitator which six assists is great that's his career high um I mean 58% from the field and he's taking like for a ball handler that's ridiculous 27 points 13 like his rebound it's just everything's improved somehow it doesn't make any sense yeah, he's already averaging twenty-seven, ten, and five, and he's gotten better. Um, and his team's winning, so it's not even. Yeah, exactly. They're what? They're second in the East right now. Uh, yeah, they are 
15 and six um, game above the Sixers. So yeah, second in the East. Yeah, uh, I yeah I definitely definitely think I would have no problem with you. I'm trying to get a live look at the lines. I I have no tr- problem with um, you saying Giannis is the guy right now. Um, I think what Anthony Davis kind of fell off there. For yeah, a he's bit. had a bit of a not a slow start. He's still averaging like like in crazy numbers, but it seemed like he hasn't taken over as much this year. Yeah. Um. So and the Pelicans aren't really winning. Um. Yeah, they've struggled. They have struggled as of late because they came out of the gate hot. Yeah, they did. And then I don't. It's kind of surprising that they're struggling because Drew Holiday is getting hot. Etwan Moore has been playing well. Miritich is playing really well. And Davis hasn't played poorly. He hasn't played as probably he hasn't isn't playing as well as he did at the end of last year. But he's still not playing poorly. Um, but they just can't really seem to string together any wins. They really need some help on the wing. Um, and Randall's playing well too. So it's just yeah. Weird. Randall's had a great year. They're not really putting together wins. Um, they lost to the Celtics the other night at home, which and the Celtics have been struggling. So yeah, it doesn't really. It's not really looking like AD for MVP this year. Although I guess we probably could have said the same thing at this point last year, and AD finished third because he just went insane at the end of the season. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is a little early to write him off, but it has it's not looking good for his chances. Yeah, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. I mean, I think you can throw Kevin Durant in the conversation. He's averaging 30 points a game, um, and nights like last, I I feel like nights like last night are why people are. At least I'm not bitter towards Kevin Durant, but the reason why I want him to be on his own team with maybe one other star is he goes off like that way more often when he's shooting um, 30 shots a game, which he can't do when yeah. Steph and Draymond aren't playing. Um, but when they're all there together, you're not taking 30, he's not taking 30 shots unless he's like really hot. Um, but yeah, he can take over and dominate games. He's averaging 38 and six. Um, his three point field goal percentage is a little low as well. Um, and I, I, I also think he can never write off LeBron James. Um, it he he had I mean on the defensive end he's definitely packed it in, and we've known yeah, he needs a couple. Of I mean he need if they really, I mean they I mean they're probably gonna make the playoffs, but it's it's the fact that it's still a question. Like he needs to step it up on defense. Obviously he's LeBron, so it's like no one's gonna tell him like, hey, you're not being you're not playing well on defense. But yeah, you're averaging twenty eight eight and seven six point seven. Um, but if you're giving up that many points on the on the other end, it's like. There's not that many other good defenders around you. Like Lonzo's pretty good, Ingram's okay, Kuzma's terrible, Josh Hart's good, but he's undersized. Um, McGee can't play more than like 20 minutes, and Chandler's been good, but he hasn't been like like a savior. He's just been better than what they had. So yeah, I think because we know he can play defense. Yeah, like we've already yeah, seen, and, and he's still athletic. But it is is it one of those things though where he's kind of like, or is this bullshit? He's like kind of like saving his energy, using it when it's needed. Like for the play, I mean, I guess, but even last year, people were saying that when the Cavs went through that awful stretch in like January, yeah, uh, he was playing. He was playing no defense. Like he didn't really play that much defense in general last year. He was playing no defense at that point. And then in, I mean, it's not like in the playoffs he was insane. Obviously, he had some great blocks, and he, I mean, he makes some plays on defense in the playoffs. He was better, but he wasn't. Like he still took a lot of games off. They shouldn't have gone to seven minutes, uh, seven, seven minutes, seven games with the Pacers. They probably shouldn't have gone to seven games with the Celtics because he know like if he really. I don't know. I can't really blame him with the Cavs last year because their offense was so bad that he really needed to do everything for them. But yeah, I mean, the, the Lakers have some people that can make plays. Like give Ingram the ball, take a couple possessions off. You need to on offense, and then save yeah. the offense. 
Um, all right, let me yeah, let me know. if let I had to throw one more, if I had to throw one more uh, for the MVP, obviously I'm a homer, but Embiid's playing kind of out of his mind this year, and he hasn't missed any games. He's averaging 28, 13, and four. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's basically he's basically just walking into like 25 and 10 every night. Um, I w- I hope they limit his minutes because they haven't blown out. They finally blew out a bad team again last night or on Wednesday. They beat the Knicks by 26. But he's been playing so many late games, the Nets, the Cavs, the Pelicans, the Suns, the Hornets, the Jazz, the Magic. They're all like close games late. Um, so I hope he gets some rest. But right now he's coming out of the gate with elite defense and 28 and 13. So if he can keep it up, I think he'll be up there with Giannis. But yeah, keep- he, he's definitely in there. Um, all right, but let me ask you this. Two, if you had to pick right now, all-NBA <laughs> first team in the two forward slots – you got KD, LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi. What what two are you taking? Um, I'd probably go Giannis and LeBron. Giannis and I would go Giannis. Uh, I think Giannis is in there, and I think it's either KD or LeBron. I'd probably go KD. Yeah, it's right not Kawhi because Kawhi's taking like he hasn't played as many games, and sometimes he's been a little inefficient. Obviously, he's great last night, but he's still yeah. he's still working back. So right now, I wouldn't put him there. But KD's yeah, he's only shooting thirty four percent from three. He was really cold for a while, especially those games when they were on that losing streak. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously he's picked it up in the last few nights. So, yeah, right now I'd probably um, put him just under LeBron because LeBron hasn't really slumped at all. All right. So, uh, any any other main topics you want to touch on or should we move into segments? You want to do, like, rookie of the year and stuff? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, rookie – it's either good. I feel like I mean a it's lot of rookies, Donch, it's probably Doncic this year. Yeah, a lot of rookies have been playing um, good this year, but yeah, Doncic. I'm pretty sure he's leading in points. He's averaging 19 a game, um, and just what he's done, they kind of taken over this Mavs team and they're winning. They're actually winning games. I mean, I know he's surrounded by some pretty good players too, but like like we've always talked about, that step back is filthy. Um, he's shooting nearly 40 percent from beyond the arc, which is great. Um, and, yeah, he's definitely proved he can do it at the NBA level. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he's definitely the clear number one right now. I'm surprised at how well he's scoring. And I'm kind of – I don't know. I've said it before. I don't know about that backcourt pairing with him and Smith. Yeah, him and, yeah. Like, Lucas should be running the offense. He's only averaging four assists. Um, but I guess it's good that he, they're giving him a chance to figure out in terms of scoring as a rookie. He's been playing really well. Trying to anticipate. Uh, Aiton looks really good, though. Like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people uh, yeah. are gonna forget about Aiden, which kind of sucks. Because well, 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 relax, yeah. relax. No, Give I'm saying they're gonna forget about him, which because with Doncic, oh, and, and the voting. Oh, Doncic. yeah, this year, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the thing, Doncic. No, I'm not saying yeah, yeah. Like Aiden's, I mean, 16 and 10 immediately. He's shooting 62 percent of the field. Um, his defense obviously isn't great, but it's not. I, I'd say he just more needs to learn like positioning and stuff. But yeah, in terms yeah. of effort, it's not like he's not giving effort. No, yeah, which is good. Agreed. Um. Yeah, it definitely helps. Donatich has captivated social media um, with highlight plays, big clutch shots, um, which always will give you a boost. But, yeah, I think, I think he, right now he is the clear number one guy. Um, yeah, the Mavericks are, are currently sitting in the eighth seed, I think. Um, then again, that West yeah, is really jumping. They've been playing really well. They beat the Celtics last week. Uh, they beat the yeah. Rockets, obviously, a couple nights ago. Um, uh, it's, yeah. been a, it's a really good rookie class this year. And I yeah, Jaron Jackson's playing well, too. Jaron Jackson is he's defensively he is really really good. Um, yeah, he had seven well. blocks a couple nights ago, and he's he's making I mean he's shooting thirty five percent on threes. Like he's he's just been I did not I didn't expect him to be this. I wouldn't say he's polished on offense, but I mean he's making his threes. His shot is really weird looking though. 
Um, and on the Clippers, uh, Shai Gilgis, Shai Gilgis, yeah, yeah. he's been playing really well. I mean, they're ten and one, or they're nine and one the last ten, and he's been he's been starting. He's been playing like like he he just really he just like he just understands like the little stuff already, which is really good to see. Um, and his shot hasn't looked awful. I know that's a big worry. His shot hasn't looked bad. His defense has been pretty good. He's so like lanky. Yeah, he's so lanky. Um, and he's just the Clippers. I mean, I would say the Clippers are playing really well. Um, and Sexton has been picking up a lot. His he still needs to get some assists, but maybe that's just his teammates. But his mid range game is super smooth. Like, oh my god, he doesn't miss from mid range. Especially, I mean, not even just that Sixers game that I watched because that was my first time watching a full game of his. But um, the Rockets game when he had twenty nine points, it's just. He he just he's really good at attacking. He's a really good free throw shooter. Um, his three's been going in. So scoring the ball, I thought that was going to be a bit of an issue for him, but I guess not. He just needs to maybe become a better a bit of a better playmaker. Maybe they will now because they have some more scoring with uh, Burks. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess we can talk about that trade really quick. Kyle Korver sent to the Jazz for Alex Burks and what two second rounders? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's a win-win. Alex Burks. Honestly, um, I thought the Cavs won that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I Corver, guess uh, Corver's good, and the Jazz need shooting, but they also need just like a scorer, and Burks is a scorer because whenever they give the ball to Mitchell, it's like they don't have to care about anyone else. And then when Mitchell Mitchell doesn't have the ball, like who's gonna score on that team? I guess Ingles. Ingles is kind of he's not having yeah, a down. Imagine game. you got Ingles on one wing and Corver on the other wing, like that's and Mitchell attacking. That's tough. That's a tough stop. No, no, he'll definitely help the spacing because Rubio's regressed a lot as a shooter. Um, and Favors, they said he was going to start shooting. He hasn't started shooting. But to give up, I think the original report was just two seconds. And I was like, all right, that's a that's a win for the Jazz. But Burks has been playing pretty well, and I guess he's a he's a free agent. So I, don't, I mean, it's not an awful trade or anything. But I thought yeah. the, I thought the Cavs won getting a good. Uh, not I wouldn't say he's even a good player, Burks. He's just he still has potential. He's only like twenty five. What about um? How about Corver in a second for Fultz? Would you have done that? No, I wouldn't have done that. That's just that's selling as much as I like Corver and as much as they need shooting. Uh, they don't need shooting that bad. That's just that's just like selling complete. That's selling him at a rock bottom. What um, would you get? What do you think you can get out? Of, I mean, we already talked about it, but I, I think like they could probably. I think Terrence Ross in the second is probably the most logical. Um, so you, you is good. Is, yeah, he's good, but but and I feel, I mean, feel like the Jazz, and the Magic have been Ter- playing well, so maybe they don't want to just trade someone away. Than, yeah, Terrence Ross is better than Corver, but I think Corver is is obviously a niche player, and he fits something that the Sixers need. I don't know. I feel like you need- I think yeah, they need shooting, but I think they more just need some more creation and a better defender. And Corver is just not. Corver's thirty seven, um, yeah. and he has a few million on the books next year. Which even if it's, I think he's guaranteed three million, which I guess would bite into that cap space and raw all, basically all the trades for Fultz that would happen right now unless they somehow swing a package for Beal which I don't think is going to happen um, all the packages for Fultz would be for an expiring who can help now which is probably like a reason or Ross or or maybe um, Ellington I saw Ellington and what was it Ellen, <clears throat> Ellington and Olenek I saw which do that. Are you that would hurt their cap, but I think that fills some needs because they have some, yeah. they have a, some forward death. I'd do that all day. They, I think a... they still have like 15, 15 to 20 million, I think, in space. That'd um, be a win. I would do that for yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. That'd because, the, I mean, I feel like the Heat, I don't know what's going on with the Heat. They look really bad. Um, 
and they have so much money tied up that I, th- I could see them trying to take a swing on a young player. Um, and I, th- I feel like that'd be, a, I mean, they don't have any point. I guess they have Drogic, but he might, I'm still not really sure what he's going to do with that player option. Um, I'm not sure That's how much he's going to argue, but he, you think? No. He, I mean, I could see him opting in, but I could also. What is he? What is he set to make? Like, a lot. <clears throat> I think right? it's like twenty. I could see him opting out, but then like securing more money long term. You think he could get more money? I feel like he's probably. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, not. He can make like twenty million or whatever it is next year, but I'm saying he can like opt out and they get like a four year like fifty million dollar deal or something like that. So he could have like longer term money. I would not. But, I'd take. I'd no, no. I'd, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I don't think he's gonna do. That. I could just see it happening. Like, I wouldn't be that surprised if it happened. Um, but yeah, uh, but Corver for, um, Fultz, Corver in a second for Fultz, that, that's just, nah, I'm, I'm as low as I am on Fultz right now, it's probably the lowest I've ever been. Um, that just, they don't need shooting as much. Shamit's been really good. If Shamit wasn't good, I feel like they would probably consider that. But Shamit's shooting like 40% from three and he's a better hit. Yeah, can't beat that. Shamit's been, they, they're very lucky they got Shamit. If they didn't. Trading, they tra- I mean, they traded Bridges, and Bridges would look really good. And Zaire Smith, whatever happened with Zaire Smith. Um, <laughs> he lost 20 pounds. Apparently, he's coming back now, finally. Uh, I didn't expect him to play that much this year anyway. Which So it's not, like, devastating or anything, but it's just, like, I don't understand how all of this happens all at yeah. once, but whatever. Um, but Shamit, yeah, he's shooting 39% from three. He's basically just – him and he, I mean, he's just learning everything from Redick, which has been really good to see. Yeah, that is- He was a point guard at uh, Wichita State. And now they're just making yeah. a, a shooting, yeah, shoot, off-ball shooting guard. Playing off the, yeah, no, he's definitely – he's a high IQ player, and if he does the little things and knocks down the three, it's what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get into segments. We'll start off with our uh, all, all-star division lineup, I guess you can say. We're doing the Southeast. Uh, the Southeast has the Magic, the Hornets, the Heat, the Wizards, and the Hawks, I believe. Yeah, that's um, it. All right, I'll start with my lineup. Um, this, this, could I say this is the worst division in basketball? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Especially like the three through five, you struggle to find like the good solid players. Um, but whatever, we'll get into it. I got Kemba at the one, Bradley Beal at the two, letting Josh Richardson play the three, Markeith Morris at the four. And Vucevic had the five. Um, so we've got, we've got four of the same, four of the five. Um, Kemba, Richardson at the two, Bill at the three, Aaron Gordon at the four, and then Vucevic at the five. I guess True. I could have gone with like Whiteside. Yeah, I was five. thinking Whiteside, but dude, Vucevic is so inefficient. <clears throat> Vucevic oh, is so really efficient. good. So efficient. He's yeah. really good. Uh, yeah. Defensively, he still kind of struggles, but offensively, yeah. he's, he, he's, I mean, he's making all his threes this year. Which is and he I mean he's been giving Embiid the work in the three and two games they've played in the season the one game in the preseason he was like Embiid he was letting him shoot all these open threes I'm like, I, I, like he's not a bad shooter I don't know why he's letting him do that yeah. and he, he has a lot of touch in, around the rim what's um, his contract looking like because they just he's a free, he's got, a free agent he's okay because I was gonna say because they got Bamba right there so. <clears throat> they've been trying to trade him for like four years yeah well, I, mean, someone should, I don't know I don't understand how. In the off season, nobody traded for him. Like I could see, why wouldn't like the Lakers trade for him? Yeah, that would explain. be. Yeah, that would be a good fit. Honestly, throw out like I don't know what you'd have to give up for him, but probably not too much. Probably just like KCP or something. Philadelphia, he played on Philadelphia, huh? He did. Um, for one Four, year, five, five and a half points a game. 
So he scored at least 13 points a game in six of his seven NBA seasons, and in Philadelphia, he scored five and a half a game. That's yeah, tough. he was like the 15th pick, and then he got traded for Bynum. Or he was just in the Bynum trade, which obviously was his – I guess the Magic won that, but it was a terrible trade for everyone. Um, all right, so let's get on to our bad contract of the week. My bad contract is Derek Favors of the Utah Jazz. Um, Favors just never really lived up to the hype coming out of Kentucky. I don't know. He was kind of an interesting case because – He's not out of Kentucky. He's out of Georgia Tech. Oh, is he? Yeah. I, I actually thought he was from Kentucky. So, huh. Do you know why? It was because he came out of that draft – with like Wall with like, and, Boogie and Bledsoe, they were all at yeah they were all the lottery. They were all from Kentucky, so it was like what draft was that? 2010. He got drafted by the Nets, twenty ten, and he got traded. Uh, he was in the in the Damn Darren Williams it, trade. He was in the Darren Williams trade. Oh yeah, you're right. Fuck. Damn. I damn. I would have. I I did not know he went to Georgia Tech. Whatever. He anyway, seems I, like a Kentucky guy though. He does seem like a Kentucky guy. I don't know why. Um, anyway, he signed a two-year, $36 million extension this offseason, which is wild. I mean, $18 million is like a good amount of your salary cap. I guess the Jazz really didn't have anything else to do with it. Um, it's not like Favors is a bad player. Just coming out of Georgia Tech, it, it was unclear on what his role would be in the NBA because he's not a great shooter. He doesn't do anything super well. Um, he just kind of bangs down low, gets you hustle points, uh, gets you offensive rebounds. But he's not an $18 million player. Um, he's averaging 11 points this year um, and seven rebounds. So you could get that out of a guy making a million. So I don't know. I think bad move for the Jazz. I guess, like I said, they really didn't have anything else to do with the money. But kind of yeah, they've kind of they've kind of just like put off trading him by signing him to all these like two-year deals. Yeah, it's, it's like his ninth year, and eventually they're gonna have to figure out if they want to keep him or not. He's not really a great fit next to Gobert. They no, actually he's not. kind of start. They kind of started to figure it out because I remember at the beginning of last season they were really bad. They, had, I remember like that crazy stat. They had the same record as the Suns did in like January, and then they they won forty eight games and the Suns won like five games the rest of the year. Relax. Um, I mean, it's not a bad thing for the Suns. They got Aiden. It's like yeah, that's true. Um, it's a good it's a good tank, but um, it, it, there were a lot of questions about him and Gobert. Because they were already starting Rubio. That was kind of before Mitchell popped off. So it seemed like they didn't have any shooting, but then they kind of just figured it out with uh, favors on defense. So I think that's why they extended him, but it's not. They need. Yeah, he's, he's just not worth $18 million. They need. They need, like, Gobert's the perfect guy to have, like, a stretch four next to. They, they should have traded for Kevin Love before that uh, extension. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a perfect, that been a perfect fit. fit. I know, um, I know Vucevic is, like, is, is a true center too, but Vucevic and Gobert? Eh, maybe. Eh, maybe. Defensively, that'd, that'd be, be weird having two seven players. Vucevic would have to go out to the perimeter a little too much. Yeah. 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 Because Vucevic kind of gets saved by like having Gordon and Isaac. They're yeah, so, so much length in Bombo. Yeah. And yeah. Um, all right. Who you got for bad contract? Uh, I got Otto Porter. He's oh, I remember that four, deal. Four year, $106 million. And out of Porter, he wasn't bad, and I, I kind of understood why they they had to match it because they weren't just going to lose him for nothing to the Nets. Um, and he's been really efficient the last few years. I mean, he shot um, 
What is this? He shot 44% from three last year and 43% the year before that, and he's a pretty good defender. Um, it was still an overpay. Like, you don't pay a role player. Yeah. He makes $26 million this year, 27 next year, and 28 the following year. You don't pay a role player that, especially when you have John Wall making $47 million in a few years and Beal's making $26 million, and there you have Uber coming up. He's not even shooting um, that well from three this year. Yeah, yeah, this year he's average from three, and he just started picking up a little bit. And his defense hasn't been great. And it just seems like basically it seems like ever since they signed him, they've basically just looked to trade him. Um, so maybe it would have been smarter just letting the Nets take him. I could see maybe the Kings pick him up because the Kings need a small forward. They have a bunch of guards and they have a bunch of bigs, but they don't have any small forwards. They're starting Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson isn't very good. Justin Jackson. Um, but yeah, he's just he's like a. I don't even know what his player comparison is. He's like if he's not shooting efficiently. Like, what is he really doing? He's not an insane defender. He's a good defender for a three. Yeah, he's good. He's not so. insane. And he's only 25. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that because whatever whatever's happening in Washington, I have no idea. They're going to have to trade one of them. It's probably going to be probably Porter first, and then maybe if they can get off wall. I hope the Suns don't do it because that would just – that would ruin the Suns. As much as I like John Wall, it's just not – no way the Suns are trading for John Wall. I mean, no. I, can, I mean, I don't see who else is going to trade. Maybe the Heat will trade for John Wall because the they want a star. That probably makes a little more sense. The Heat. Pat Riley doesn't care about but the They don't have players. any picks because they trade in front of the Suns. Yeah, they, yeah, it'd be tough. They need to have a third team in there. Um, I'll be the I, mean, I still like John Wall. John Wall is actually this year playing pretty well. It hasn't been Wall and Beal's fault. It's been everyone else's fault. Um, and if, I mean, if they trade Beal, they get a lot. But – yeah, I mean, I would love. Obviously, I love Bradley Beal in the Sixers still, but I don't think, I don't think Fultz, Zaire, Smith, and two firsts is going to do it at this point. So, I feel like you got. I, I know Beal's a better player, and he's younger, and you got the better contract. But at this point, you're going to get so much more value for Beal than you will for Wall. I feel like you got to sell on Beal and build. Like, yeah, that's 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 basically the debate because. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They really need a big man, and now that Howard's out for like whatever extended. We're hot. Yeah, but now, I mean, Gortat's gone. Get him back. <laughs> well, apparently they hated each other because John Wall makes everyone hates him. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, Gortat is, Gortat's so underrated. He's, he's a solid player. Where, yeah, is he on the team this year? He's on the Clippers. He got traded for Rivers. Oh, Rivers yeah, sucks. Right. Dude, Dude, Rivers is terrible. Who? Austin Rivers. He was oh, good last year. Now he sucks. How about the Clippers, like, giving him, like, a tribute video? That was funny. To Austin Rivers? Did it? Yeah. Oh, I did see that. That was funny. Yeah, that was like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> he was good. I feel like he gets a lot of crap. He gets crap because his like, dad's a coach. Yeah, but that year against the Blazers when like um, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin both injured in the playoffs, and he had like that game where he had a bloody face like all game, and he was balling out. That was, that was kind of like, all right, Austin Rivers can actually play yeah. a little bit. And last year he was pretty good, and this year he just sucks. But, I mean, Wall is not playing bad at all. He's shooting <clears throat> 45% for the field. He's averaging 21 and 8. Um. He still does too much of that. Like, I don't know why he stands around so much with the ball in his hands. Why do you just yeah. stand and dribble when you're, you're so fast and you're big and you can finish at the rim? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, maybe – I mean, they kind of started to figure it out a little bit. They beat the Rockets, that crazy game. But then they lost to the Pelicans. Um, so they play the Sixers tonight. We'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, All they're right. going to figure something out. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, they're in, Swizzers are in a tough spot. This, this backcourt just didn't do it. Did not get it done in their window. Um, we'll get on to our likes and dislikes. My first like, um, it felt like this was so long ago. It wasn't, I guess, like 10 days ago. Cardiac Kemba 
Um, you had a 60 pointer against your Sixers um, in, a, in a losing effort. And then he followed that up with a 43 point game against Boston. Um, he's averaging 27 points a game this year. He's playing for that contract. People are starting the hype up of him staying in Charlotte and taking the Supermax, which I still don't think is going to happen. Um, but yeah, he's definitely, he could sit out, he could get injured and not play. Well, not get injured, but he's already made his, my point is he's already made uh, his money for um, this upcoming off season, no matter where he goes. Um, but yeah, uh, it's hype watching him kind of flashback to the UConn days. He's actually getting the spotlight on him. Um, they're talking about him on sports center and the Hornets are getting some love. So uh, cardiac Kemba is one of my likes of the week. Yeah, he's shooting. His shooting is crazy considering where he was because he wasn't a good shooter out of college and he was already 22 or 21 out of college because he's a senior or a junior. I forget which one. Um, he was pretty. He was a pretty bad shooter for his first like four seasons, and now he's just shooting ten threes a game and he's shooting thirty eight percent. Yeah, ten. He's, that's so right. shifty. Like it's he's only six feet. He's six one, one eighty, which is I mean he's so quick. Like, like he's so quick. He it's laterally he just like yeah. He just draws people in, and then he just goes like he just goes side to side. And you can't you can't stop him. He's a great finisher. Yeah, his handles are ridiculous. It's just he's he's Great really cool. he's really fun to watch. To get a he's shot really off, cool. he's their whole offense though. Like as soon as he comes out, they I mean Lamb's okay, Monk's been struggling, Bridges is okay, um, but they like when he sits, they have no one. So I hope yeah. I I don't know, I hope he stays, but I also hope I hope he doesn't uh, stay because there, nothing ever yeah, is gonna happen in Charlotte. Yeah, I want him to trade for Beal, but I don't know if that's that would be an interesting backcourt. Beal and yeah, I'd be at least just give him some some help. And then you got Monk as a six man. I think Monk is a young Beal, though. I feel like if Monk like completely pans out to whatever they thought he would be, he'll be like a slightly worse Bradley Beal. Okay, that's fair. I'll take that. Because he's kind of under. He's only like 6'3". Yeah, but he's got bounce. What Bradley yeah. Beal's undersized too, right? Bradley Beal's like 6'5". That's like a normal size shooting guard. Monk's 6'3". And he's a decent ball handler, so I guess he can run some point. But I still like Monk. I still kind of – I remember I wanted the Sixers to get him at three. Before they traded up, which I guess would have been better whenever they did now, but um, that's a different story. All right, um, my first leg is the Clippers. They're in yeah. first place in the West, which I don't think anybody saw coming. No, uh, I see a lot of people saying, "Oh, they're doing it without a star." They need to chill out because Tobias Harris is a star. Um, he's still the most underrated player in the NBA. You think he's just, um, you put him at star level? I, so I put him if they put like so like four years ago, they were already saying DeRozan's a star like 2015 and he's to bear uh Tobias Harris is better than DeRozan was then yeah that's that's really kind of cheeky comparison I'm saying like that I'm saying like that tier I don't know if I would have considered I'm saying I'm I'm not saying they're the same player I'm saying like Uh, where are you rating Kawhi if you're ranking NBA players where are you rating Tobias Harris where you put him at top 20 is he top 20 player I put him like he's not a top 20 player I'd say top 20 I'd say top 25 dude Tobias Harris is really good and he gets better he's really good he's Top twenty player, like that's like I'd say top twenty five. Oh, Jimmy Butler's barely a top twenty player. Jimmy Butler's it. Jimmy Butler, chill out, chill out, chill out. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's like a top. Jimmy Butler's a top fifteen player easily. Jimmy Butler's probably like the sixteenth best player. Jimmy, Jimmy, relax, relax. Dude, you want me to name off? You want me to let me go look at my rankings? Yeah, also. name off more than fifteen, dude. His last year with the Bulls, people were saying he's arguably like top ten, and he's, he hasn't like dropped off. Okay, but I'm saying if Jimmy Butler is like the 15th best player in the NBA, I'd say Jimmy Butler is higher than 15. Where's where? Okay, where's the star cutoff? Like, where? When do we start calling people stars? 
I'd say the star caught off is he's at the all right, he's at the very bottom tier of stars, Tobias Harris. It, all right, if he's not a star, he's a budding star. Let's okay. say that. I, I, okay. Right. He's only fair. 26. He's not like old. He's just been in the league for so long. He's, I don't know. That's but, right. Um, regardless. Right. I got this regardless. list. Let me see. What I, Jimmy you Butler. All right. I had him at 15. I had him at 15. Who do you have, who do you, who do you have 10 through 15? 10 through 14. I got Kyrie Irving at 10. Paul George at 11. Joel Embiid at 12. Clay Thompson at 13. Damian Lillard at 14. Butler 15. Cat 16. I had Simmons at 17, bro. I was sucking Simmons' dick. I don't know why I had him at 17. Hey, chill. Simmons hasn't played. He's, he's, he's played bad. And even, even he has not he, played bad. Chill out. All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Got, let's see what I had Tobias Harris at. Let's see what I had Tobias Harris at. Not in the top 25. Not in the top 30. Oh, shit. I was sleeping on. Okay, okay. So I okay. I'd say he's made a jump this year, though. It's not like he was – I mean, I wouldn't say that before the season. He's playing really well. You think you think Tobias is better than Chris Middleton? Um, I'd say they're about equal. And you, you would you call Chris Middleton a star? I'd say he's a low level star, dog. Dude, good, I mean, do you, how many? It depends how many stars you think are in the league. Exactly. I think there. I think the star. I think there's about like twenty. I would say twenty stars in the league, and I would put Tobias Harris as. All right, fine. Uh, you just 30, say he's a budding star, then. The thirtieth best budding. player in the NBA. I'd say he's. Who do you have? I'm not even gonna go into this. Whatever. Whatever. It's not even about Tobias Harris. It's about the Clippers. I just brought it to Tobias Harris. Because people Draymond Green? You think Tobias Harris is better than Draymond Green? Um, dude, yeah. DeMar, De, dude, DeMar, De, were you, talk, you were talking about DeMar DeRozan? Dude, DeRozan gets slept on so hard by all those ranks. He got rated 42 last year. That was insane. I'm a like a top 20, top 30 player easily. But Tobias Harris isn't like that. Dude, Tobias Harris is good, man. That's all I know saying. he's good. I'm not a hater. But I'm saying, all right, if he's not a star, he's a budding star. That's how we're going to end it. I'm done talking. Okay, about budding star. But anyway, Damn. the Clippers are good. Uh, Clippers are good. With Shea Montrezl a beast. Montrezl Harrell is a beast. He's probably, I think he should win most improved. See, the and thing is, the, the, the thing is, like, there's so many players that could be Montrezl Harrell. Like, he, he can't shoot. All he does is run the floor well, dunk the ball. He's always in the right spot, and he hustles. And he just, like, like coming out of Louisville, you're like, this guy could be, like, a bench guy who gives you 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But he's just done what, he's, what he can do extremely well, and he's now the starting center of the best team in the West. Yeah, I, I wish more, like, big men coming out of college would just do what he – I guess he's, like – he's, like – I guess you know him now because he's on the Suns. He's, like, for Sean Holmes, like, manifested. Dude, Rashawn Holmes is – I like Rashawn Holmes. Except you can't I like Rashawn Holmes, too. But defensively, be. whenever you – He's not bad. Like he'll make blocks on defense, but then he gets like four fouls in ten minutes. That's yeah, you couldn't really find. Yep. Him. Um, but yeah, no, he's like peak Rashawn Holmes is Montrez Harrell. I think him playing with the Rockets is was really good for his development because that's just like a good franchise and knows how to groom centers like Clay Capella. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I thought that was kind of like a, a sneaky move getting him in the Chris Paul trade because it's not like he made that much money. They kind of they probably just wanted him. Um, but yeah, he's he's been really good. Gortat's been pretty good. Boban, he's been really good. Boban, good front line. Boban, whenever he doesn't have to defend a pick and roll, he's like, he looks like a god because he's so big and he he finishes yeah. everything around the rim and he literally just holds the ball by everyone. Um, and they have Lou Will still. Bradley's been coming Lou around. Ari, Gallon Ari's been playing really well. It's just they they just play really well. They're well coached. And it, it seemed like they were kind of like a mess when they had Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. 
but now they're they seem like the the well-run like yeah franchise that wins like 52 games and nobody sees coming kind of like the jazz last year so yeah the clippers really good they won nine of ten i think they i'm I'm, I'm not sure they're gonna stay obviously i don't think they're gonna stay as the leading team in the west you think they're gonna you how about this though um yeah let me pull up the standing (laughs) shit let me pull up the standings real quick but uh, i'm pretty sure there's not that much separation from like the clippers and like the second worst team in the west yeah san antonio san antonio is the 12th seed no, Houston's the 14th seed, and they're only five and a half out of first. Yeah, exactly. I think the hot take, I don't think the Clippers are making the playoffs. You don't think they're making the playoffs? I think they're better than Dallas. Yeah, agreed. I think they're better than – I think they're – so you put them against the Lakers. I think they have a better roster, but then you have the LeBron. I'll fact. take the Lakers. I think, they're better than, I think they're better than Dallas and Memphis, but I think San Antonio and Houston and Utah. I take – I would take every – Honestly, I take the Clippers over Utah. Yeah, that yeah, it's, yeah. Utah was a bit of a fluke last year. I think they're going to be good like long term, but I think last year with how hot they were, it was a bit of a fluke because everyone was shooting crazy. Like Ingles at forty four percent, Rubio is an average three point shooter. It was just, they were playing out of their minds last year, and this year they kind of regressed back. Um, I think basically what this means. I'd say is, they're better than Portland. No, no. I think they are. I think Portland's all. I think they're always they're perennial pretenders. I think Portland. I think, I think they're just as good as Memphis. I think, I think they're. I think Portland. I think, fuck no, dude. Memphis, dude, d- dude, no. Memphis, Memphis is good. Memphis is good, but I think yeah, they're, they're pretty good. But they're they don't have like. Come playoff time, you need to have some stars. You're not winning. Like Memphis isn't winning shit in the playoffs. Clippers aren't winning. Dude, shit. Memphis is good. You should. Yeah, wait, they're I, good. I was, the, I was saying the Clippers are better than Memphis, but I, but the the Grizzlies are good. They have two stars. Mike do you Conley remember that? Do you remember that series? Do you remember that series? Do you remember the series against the Spurs? Are you now, so now Mike Conley and Pau Gasol are stars. What is this? 2013. Mark, Come on, dude. Mark Mike Gasol Conley isn't a star. I don't. I I'd say they're. I say they're a low level star. I'd say they're a low level. Star. <laughs> dude, you're all right. Throwing around the star all right. So, do you not? All right. All right. All right. All I'm saying is playoffs 2017. They play the Spurs. The really good Spurs team with Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah, Conley averaged twenty five and seven, and he shot forty five percent from three. He was balling out that series. Yeah, twenty five. Finally, coming back to that. That's like this. okay. And okay. they have a, finally have a good rookie for once. So okay, I'm looking at the so you got Mike Conley, Marcus Ole. Neither of them are stars in my eyes. They're both like top like forty play. They're like all right. All right. I, I I agree. I wouldn't say they're star low. I, I don't. But then, but then, I, even I feel like everyone forgot about Gasol last year because they were bad. But. Dude, Gasol's sick. I love Gasol. But even after that, you look at it like like Shelvin Mack, like Shelvin Mack's balling though. Like Garrett, Shelvin Mack's balling out. Yeah. So Garrett, dude, they're all playing well. Every year we say that it's about the Grizzlies, and only last year was proved. They're all yeah. They're all playing well. Every year, every year they always made the playoffs, and they're always a tough out. Every single year. Dude, Other than they're, last year. they're they're all all these guys who are they're playing like some of their best basketball in their career, and the Grizzlies are still only twelve and eight, and two games out of like being out of the playoffs. Like I don't think I don't think the Grizzlies are here to stay. All right, so so who would you have? Who do you think is going to make the playoffs in the West? Out of these eight teams, who who are you bringing in? Who are you dropping out? Um. So Golden State, obviously. Um. I'd say Houston's going to make the playoffs, even if they're not playing well. Oklahoma City, um, Denver, the Lakers, and then right there I have like the Clippers. 
Okay, so you well, like the I don't, seed? I don't trust the Blazers. I don't trust the Blazers. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't think the Clippers are gonna say. I think the Clippers are gonna be like the six seed. That's like that has like fifty three wins. I think they're back. I think they're really good. I think I would take out the Clippers, the Grizzlies, and the Mavericks, and put in the Rockets, the Spurs, and the Pelicans, and that'll be your playoffs. That's right. Spurs gonna figure it out, man. They look bad. Yeah, Pop will figure it out. And and it okay. Uh, the point of all this is like. We're going to be having this like discussion a couple months from now because the West is going to be so jumbled just like it was last year. I think eventually Golden State's going to, going to pull away from the pack. But other than that, I think it's going to be pretty jumbled up again. Yeah, where, where, I mean, like, even Denver. Denver's good, but they, they were 9-1, and one, and then they went like 1-8 and eight or 1-6. Yeah, yeah, bad. And then they started to figure out a little bit. They're on a 40 they're, they're really streaky. And Harris yeah. still isn't playing. I think Harris hasn't even – he's been injured. And Murray's still kind of inconsistent. Jokic has been good, but it hasn't been, like, insane. Um, so, I don't think – I think – I could see – honestly, I could see a reality where Denver does make the playoffs. I wouldn't yeah, be that I, Yeah, I mean – I, I, I don't think Dallas is going to make it. They have – I don't know. It's like – I don't think Luka can carry him that far. No. He's, he's think, definitely the best player at this point. I think Dallas and Phoenix and Sacramento, no shot. But any of the other 12 teams could be in. I, I wish Sacramento had a shot. Um, all right. still, hey, they're still hey that that um yeah they're turning eleven a couple weeks ago when I was <laughs> a couple weeks weeks ago when I was saying the Kings were like I was hyping up the Kings they made it through November pretty well the fact that they're still five hundred yeah think, they're still yeah I mean yeah I mean they had a rough schedule yeah. man was they should have beat the Warriors that's some BS I don't know if you watched that game yeah I did that, yeah buddy healed when at the end got, when the when the ball got stuck yeah, that was stupid. BS. Um, all right, so I'm getting on to my second like. Kind of already covered this. Uh, Luka Doncic playing out of his mind, leading the Mavericks. Uh, obviously, they're at, they have the eight seed right now. Um, and, yeah, I mean, prove that he can play in the NBA. He's not going to be one of those European busts. Um, I think anyone who thought that he was going to be a bust w- w- was just obviously hindsight, but that was just a terrible take. I, I didn't think he was going to be this good, but um, like we said, averaging 19, 6, and 4. Uh, shooting nearly 40% from three, 46% from the field. Um, just really, really good from Luca. So not not too much to say about him um, other than that. Yeah, absolutely. He's been good. Um, try to continue my second like, uh, Covington and the Wolves. Covington has, obviously, <clears throat> I'm a bit biased because I'm a big Covington fan, but uh, they're playing really well. And I don't think a lot of people saw that happening. Maybe they probably thought they would be a bit happier once they um, – Got rid of Butler, but Covington's been playing really well. He's shooting forty percent from three on seven and a half attempts, and he had that one game where he was zero of twelve. So that's really—I yeah, mean, cheese. he was one—he was one of eighteen from the field. He always—he always has those kind of games. But his defense, I think, his defense is a better fit for the Wolves because they just need a guy who can, like, take over, take over on defense in ways other than just locking onto one guy like Butler would. Um, and Covington—he's always been like a plus-minus god. Whenever he's in there, he's always like a huge positive. He was plus forty four the other night. Um, yeah, I see that. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. He was. Ridiculous. I bet on the Spurs too. What the fuck? They got. They got crushed. Yeah, I'm telling you, the Spurs suck. But um, all right. So. It's just yeah. I think he's. I'm surprised he's fit as well as he did on offense because, uh, like, who, I don't really know who's passing the ball. I guess Teague, but he's always been like he's thrived off Simmons and I guess TJ and Sar. I guess now he's still a Sarge, but um just like finding for open looks. And I thought that would kind of dip a little bit when he went to the, uh, the wolves, but 
apparently not. And Sarge has been pretty good for him. I wish they would start him, but they're not. Um, yeah. But he's, yeah, he's been good in, in, in like, 20 minutes. I think he's been playing, like, 20 minutes a game with the Wolves. No, nah, more than that, dude. He's, he's yeah, 20, 20, 22 and a half minutes. What? Um, yeah, that's what, that's what basketball reference has. Bro, no way. I'm looking I'm – Sarge? Looking at, I'm, oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about Yeah, that. not Covington. No, Covington started immediately. I'm talking about Sarge. Yeah. Okay. Because <clears throat> my thing was about the Wolves and Covington in general. Yeah. Um, he's still struggling from three a little bit. He's only at 31% uh, with the Wolves, and he was at 30% with the Sixers. But he he's makes a lot of hostile plays for him, which they really needed. Um, like even though Wiggins still, Wiggins still sucks, but other than that, yeah. has been playing well. Uh, Rose has continued to play well. Uh, I mean, obviously, Rose's shooting doesn't get a last. He's shooting 47% from three, but maybe he is. Maybe he did uh, figure out how to shoot. I don't know. Because he was like a 30% shooter most of his career from three, and now he's shooting 48%. If he can normalize around like 38, <coughs> he's, 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 a, he's a damn good point guard. All right. Um, pretty good transition. Uh, to my first dislike is Andrew Wiggins. Uh, we trashed him before. Continue to trash him. He's because he's trash. Um, fifteen averaging fifteen points a game, and all he can do is score. It's not a great look. Uh, he had a five games or he had a seven game streak in mid November, where he had fifty seven points on eighty five field goal attempts in seven games. Jeez. Um, so that, that is definitely definitely um, not hey, ideal. He went, he went out of twelve versus the Bulls. Oh my god. Yeah, he's he he can go cold pretty quickly. Um, yeah, even his his last four games nine zero eleven ten go back that thirteen fourteen. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, the, the wolves are kind of stuck because they got a lot of money invested in him. But um, man, this is only the first year of that. Yeah, job. first year of the deal. So man, that's that's. Uh, I don't I know what it believe. is. Honestly, I need to sit down and watch watch a wolves game start to finish because it pretty, just doesn't seem like he cares. Yeah. That's tough. Which I mean, he already, like, he already secured the bag, so. Yeah, apparently, do you have the thing where apparently he, like, promised, he promised ownership that he would play better if they gave him the contract? Yeah, <laughs> and they, like, good. believed it. Boozled <laughs> them. That is rough. Man, that, I, mean, I can't, I figured, I don't know, man. Like, he was, he was the first, he was a clear first pick. I guess he wasn't clear because Embiid, if Embiid didn't get hurt, he probably would have been first that year. But. Yeah. But I no, mean, he I was, mean, I'd say, like, at worst, he was going to be the second pick. Yeah, and he I don't, I don't, in college for the most part, and defensively in college he was good, and now he just is terrible. He's so athletic, he's so big. I don't understand how he's not good. I don't think it's all over for him, but definitely going through a big. big yeah, I think they definitely need to trade him. Though. Just yeah, trade him to I, a bad team where they can just give him the ball. Turn to the Cavs. Yeah, nah, nah. For the Cavs, that'd be bad. I, I think I think they're gonna keep him. I mean, if he if he, I mean, yeah, they're gonna like, keep him. No one, nobody's gonna take him. If he plays like this for the the remainder the remaining sixty games and he finishes the season like averaging fourteen points on like thirty five percent from the field, it, look at this picture on basketballreference.com. He looks like a guy from uh, Monsters Inc. He looks like a weirdo. Oh my god, he's got a long old neck. But yeah, if he plays like this, it'll be interesting. But I don't think he can give up on a guy year yeah, one I of mean, a major major deal. He, at least he's shooting well from three for the most part. I mean, but yeah, man, my God, it was like tank for Wiggins. That was like the first tank. Like this is, this is guy everyone wanted to tank for was Wiggins. Um, Yeah. I remember I was, I was really hurt that the Sixers didn't get him, but now I guess, I guess it worked out. So yeah. All right. Um, My first dislike is bad trade proposals. Um, It's just, it's been rough. Even from my end, I've thrown some bad trade proposals out there uh, for Bradley Beal. Regarding the a huge uh, Hornets overpay, according to you, 
um, regarding two firsts and Bridges and Monk and MKG. I thought that was fair, but according to you. Bridges, was, Monk. Yeah, what the hell? Hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no way. No chance. Like, I'm <laughs> Apparently hiding. that's an over, Yeah, hell no, hell no, hell no. But obviously, I've seen put so that many. On terrible... Twitter. Put that, I'm gonna tweet that out right now and see. See, watch all this negative reaction. <laughs> Keep going though. All right. Um. Obviously, I've seen a ton for Fultz, which I guess isn't. I mean, it's kind of hard to judge whatever his value is right now. Um. But I've seen some like things that say we the Sixers had to attach a first. They're not gonna do that. Uh, Corver trades. Some terrible Beal trades of the Lakers from Lakers fans who think they can get him for nothing. Obviously, with the Butler saga, um, like the Rock, I mean, it was just some just some terrible trade idea, especially on ESPN. Um, anybody that's not like Woj just doesn't really know what they're talking about, or Windhorse, I guess. Like the people on the jump, like Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is so dumb. Yeah, he just says stupid stuff. And same with Tracy McGrady sometimes, but Tracy McGrady is not as bad. And it's just there's so many stupid things that are said on there. I know for them, it's just, and uh, Max Kellerman, he's terrible. Stephen A. Smith is obviously terrible. At least he's entertaining. Um, but, yeah, just some terrible offers, terrible trade ideas, and I wish they would just, like, look. They, they make trades that can't even happen. Like, people think they can just trade for people that just got traded. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, somebody said Fultz for – Fultz for they should. somebody was like, yeah, the Sixers – somebody at ESPN, they were like, yeah, the Sixers need to do Fultz for Burks, like, tomorrow. And it's like, yeah, well, Burks can't be traded for two months, so. What Burks? Just, what Burks are we talking Alec about? Alec Burks. Alec Burks, the one who just got traded. I thought, yeah, I thought he just got traded. Yeah, I'm saying that they, they can't trade him because he just got oh, traded. Oh, you're saying trade from And Cass. someone at ESPN said, oh, should, oh. someone at ESPN was like, yeah, they need to trade right now for Fultz for Burks. So I was like, how do you how do you get paid for that? Yeah, that's tough. But whatever. Yeah, just tough some terrible trade ideas out there. So that's my first dislike. All right. Uh, I guess I really didn't have a, a huge second dislike. Um, uh, so I just said the Suns as, as a whole. It's been, been a pretty, pretty disappointing season. Currently have the worst record in the NBA. Um, I thought, I thought foolishly that there was a chance we could compete for a playoff spot this year um, and be like a Kings or a Mavericks. Uh, clearly not there yet. Um, do not have a point guard. Devin Booker. They just we just released Isaiah Cannon. Devin Booker has been starting some games at the point. I like that because they play McCall at the two. Um, but yeah, just 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 a tough look. I mean this. Uh, uh, a lot of times it looks like they're just like giving no effort, which is which is really frustrating, because um, they'll pl- they'll put good stretches together, a couple quarters here, a couple quarters there, but they can never completely put it together. So we're definitely going to be in the mix, uh, in the top five, probably not, probably top three, maybe if probably, we get to probably three, top three, probably top three, top three, RJ, Cam Reddish, Zion, uh, Nazir Little, I don't know. But we are definitely in that boat, and not not a boat I wanted to be in or thought we'd be in. But I guess it's one more year. Hopefully, one more year. Just they need to trade. They didn't trade Ariza. Yeah, I don't know what the what the value. If they're not going to play, if they're not going to be good, then I don't know what the, I don't know what the value of Ariza is. <clears throat> Let Bridges get all the minutes. It, honestly, like that folds for Ariza trade is probably the most likely that's going to happen. I would do that. I don't, but, yeah, I don't. But, I mean, I, I think the Sixers will probably push for their second. I mean, the Suns' second is going to be good. So maybe the Suns would want to trade the second round pick. Um, yeah, that's true. That's gonna be like the thirty third pick in the draft, which is basically first, or the Bucks pick, which is gonna isn't gonna convey this year. Um, I'm not giving you the Bucks pick. Fuck that. I've heard a lot of people say. It. I don't know. I mean, I I wouldn't do that with the Suns, but 
I guess the Bucks are going to be good. So unless, honestly, it's because it, it's it's projected um, one through three, and then seventeen through thirty this year. Which I mean, I don't think they're going to be the sixteenth worst team. And then next year it's top seven, I think. And then the next year it's uh, unprotected. So it's, they're probably going to get it next year. Um, but yeah, I would be wary about trading that for Fultz. I mean, if I was a Sixers, I'd love just having another another first to deal with, even if it's a bad one. But I think Fultz would be a good fit, even if he has his issues. Because one, uh, no disrespect, but nobody really cares about the Suns on like a national yeah. level. I'm not saying like they're boring or anything. I'm just saying like they don't get that much attention, which is good. Yeah, for Fultz. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Go anywhere. And even right now, like he's a good fit, even with his shooting issues, because they don't need him to be like a knockdown shooter or anything. They just need him to be able to make plays and pass and play defense. And he's a good passer. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't think, hate I it. I think that's best case. Folds for I saw a, reason, a lot of people saying folds for Jackson straight up. I mean, I would do fuck that. Fuck no, dude. What the fuck you know, is that? Even though Josh Jackson kind of sucks. Uh, he doesn't you know, have he's, time. He's been picking it up. It's been – dude, Josh Jackson's situation has been weird. I don't know. But they just need to start Bridges. So once they get he has been starting. There, he has been starting. If, been, has he been starting good? Once, once they let Ken – so the past couple games, Booker has been starting at the one and Bridges has been starting at the two. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Britt is good. He's like a mini. He's like a mini. Mini. Uh, I don't know. He's just. He's just really. He's better. He, that game against the Sixers. Did you see that at the end of the game where he went nuts? Probably. I don't. He remember. had. They were. They were. The Sixers were up by like twelve with fifty seconds, and then Bridges had eight points in under a minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Sun's Twitter was talking about uh, looking back at it. Would you rather have Bridges or Shea Gilgis? And even how well Shea Gilgis is playing, and the need for a point guard. Uh, it was still. No, I think Bridges. I think Bridges. It's still, yeah, overwhelmingly in favor of Bridges, which I agree. I think the the real what if for the Suns would be um, the Aaron Fox. Instead of Josh Jackson, yeah. Instead of Josh Jackson, yeah. Looking back, I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Or Dennis Smith, honestly. Or even yeah, but I think Fox is a better fit because <clears throat> of defense. But oh well, that's uh that's the past. Oh well. Oh um, well. Oh well. I'm not. I'm, I'm not giving like, up on Josh Jackson. I wouldn't give up on him either. He's only 20, and he. I yeah. mean, he's, he's definitely talented. Um, all right. My second dislike is people overreacting to struggling young guys. Um, I'm not even going to talk about Fultz because that's a different situation. People can rag on him if they want. With like Lonzo and Ingram, actually, in, nah, nah, Ingram. They need to chill out. Ingram, uh, Jalen Brown. People need to relax about because like four months ago they were saying they wouldn't trade him for Kawhi. And now they're saying, oh, like, no, we just needed a salary dump of them. Like, what? That didn't make any sense. I think they will trade him eventually because I don't, I don't think they're going to want to pay him because Tatum's going to be up the next year. That's, a, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, Brown's obviously struggled. Lonzo struggled. Ingram struggled. Frank Lillikina struggled. Dennis Smith has struggled. And people are just freaking out. It's like they're, tw- they're like 21 years old. <laughs> Lillikina's yeah. like 20. Everybody knew he was going to be a – everyone knew he was going to be a project. He wasn't, like, that good last year. Um, and I mean, he's, I mean, putting up zero, zero, two, and zero obviously isn't good, but yeah, he's looking, you know, yeah. especially the Knicks for once, they need to just relax. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I and agree. same with uh, Kevin Knox, Kevin Knox played like 10 games, people are freaking out because I think if they didn't have Trier, um, like kind of balling out, I feel like people wouldn't care as much about Knox, but since they see Trier or rookie balling out, they're like, oh, why isn't Knox doing this? Even though Trier is like 40. Yeah. Um, yeah. Age definitely. All the Knox does look, he doesn't. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going against what I'm saying. But he looked bad, but it doesn't matter. Like they shouldn't just give up, is what I'm saying. I um, agree. 
feel. Even Jamal Murray has gotten a little. Jamal Murray isn't really on the same level. He's a level above those guys, but um, people are like pissed that he hasn't like become an all star. It's like not everyone's gonna be Donovan Mitchell in their first year where they score twenty points a game. Yeah, um, no, yeah. They just need to develop. So yeah, basically, just people need to stop freaking out. <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, all right, well, we got power rankings, and then am I missing anything? Um, um, no. All right, so let's hop into the power rankings. Uh, I got the Nuggets at five, even though they had that rough stretch, um, starting to play a little better basketball. Um, I got the Clippers at four, um, which I'll give you credit. I don't think the Clippers are going to be around, but you can't. We're doing a power ranking for right now. You can't discount what they have done. Um, then I have the Warriors at three, the Bucks at two, and the Raptors at the top. Um, I've got one, the Warriors, two, Toronto, three, Milwaukee, four, the Clippers, and then five, the Sixers. Six, I was thinking about throwing the Sixers, Sixers in there. Playing, they're playing really well right now. They, been, they, had, they haven't had a terribly tough schedule. but Yeah, I, mean, I feel like they've been um, beating like, below-average teams by like a point. Yeah, they they take like twenty point leads on every team and then they blow it. Um, I mean, they beat the Pelicans, they beat the Pacers, they beat the Hornets. The Hornets are good, average. They just they've been winning their games. Basically, all it's all it's coming down to. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm put them at five. The Beans Celtics game good. they played the Raptors, Raptors twice, and then the Celtics all before Christmas. So that those would be a test. I guess the Pacers now with Oladipo that game won't mean uh, that much, but um. But, yeah, they've been playing well, so I'm going to put them at five because I'm a homer. Yeah, no, I feel that. I can't. <clears throat> All right, uh, uh, homer minute. Homer minute. All right, uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Let me get my watch. All right, go whenever. Uh, okay, wait, give me a second. Sorry, guys. All right, um, all right so you got the timer? Yeah. All right, Phoenix Suns currently have the worst record in the NBA. Did not see this one coming. I guess we do need one more year in the draft uh, before we can compete. Um, there's been it's been it's been bumpy. It's been bumpy. Uh, we don't play hard sometimes, which is frustrating to watch. Um, I do like. I mean, the young pieces. You, there's nothing. DeAndre Ayton's playing out of his mind. Booker's having another good year. He's kind he's kind of inefficient, only shooting 32 percent from three. Uh, he does force a lot of things. Um, T.J. Warren is still. Still playing incredible. Still shooting forty five percent from three. Uh, and Mikal Bridges, like you said, been been a great great pickup. Uh, Josh Jackson has been the problem. He'll go in spurts where he plays really well, but I feel like the chemistry isn't there with the other guys. I don't know. I feel like there's some like underlying locker room tension. Uh, Jamal Crawford's been a good fit off the bench. You need to get rid of Ariza. Ryan Anderson doesn't even play anymore. Uh, Rashawn Holmes has actually been getting minutes lately, so that's solid. But yeah, I think it's going to be another like fifteen win season. Um, 15? 15? 20, 20. I'll take 20. Well, last, last year was 21. I'll yeah, take 22. Well, right now we're on pace. I mean, they're only four and seven. Yeah, they're yeah. a rough start. I'm going to say 20. because every team in the West is good now. Yeah. Even the Suns aren't awful. And the Ross. 22 wins, second second worst record in the league. Jeez. All right. Melvin's <laughs> going to start playing some more, which is hype. Or uh, Kobo. Melton and Kobo. They, send, they send Melton down, I saw. Yeah, they've been rotating Mount Nakoba in and out of the G League. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Um, with the Sixers. Um, we're going to oh, start the same way. Yeah. We get, get the start. timer. 
What you just start the same way? Let's hear it. Same way every time. Simmons got to learn to shoot. Got to learn to shoot. I will say his free throw, um, his percentage isn't like a huge increase. He's like 4% higher last year, but he does have games where he looks really good, um, where he keeps his elbow in, which is good, I guess. Um, Butler, you've been great. Uh, Fultz, I'm not going to talk about you anymore. Embiid, dominant as ever. He still needs to keep down the turnovers. Uh, Chandler, you're a baller. Muscala, pretty good. Korkmaz, looking decent. You're still terrible at defense. Shamit, it's my guy. Um, TJ, always going to love TJ. Reddick has been kind of making some dumb mistakes lately, but he's still as wet as ever. Um, so you need that. I'm trying to think who else, who else. Is there, any, is there anyone else on the team? I wish they would play Shake Milton. Uh, he's a second-round pick from SMU. SMU he's five-point guard. You get I don't know why. I, I feel like he could be – he had like 30 in the G League. I don't know why they – like yet they were blown out the Knicks the other day. I don't know why they're giving Demetrius Jackson minutes. Oh, <clears> don't sleep on Demetrius Jackson. Demetrius Jackson's actually kind of nice, but, I mean, he's it's like his fourth year. I'd rather see Shake Milton get minutes. Um, and oh. Zyre Smith. Zyre Smith comebacks for him. So. Dyer Smith, yeah, we'll see. Eventually, he'll come back. Eventually. Um, all right, well, that's been another episode of the SQ Sports NBA uh, pod. Went a little longer today. We haven't uh, been, we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll be back to our normal schedule with another one coming out sometime later next week. Uh, obviously, follow us on Twitter, SQ underscore Sports. Get into the debate on Beal for uh, basically the Hornets' whole roster. Um, and yeah, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, listen to the pod, subscribe, like, uh, good stuff. You made it this far. Peace.